the question that you need to ask yourself is, is it serving me? Is it helping me set my day up from a proactive way rather than a reactive way? Is it helping me get towards my goals that I have? If it's not, then I would encourage you today. We are Chris and Elizabeth Servin, middle school sweethearts who have literally grown up together. We have been through the many highs and lows of marriage, parenting, friendship, and faith over the years. And through it all, we believe we are better together. We created the Look Up Collective podcast to provide simple, actionable, and encouraging conversations that help you become rooted in what matters so you can look up and serve others around you. If you are someone who wants to make the most of this one life we have been given and are looking to be more intentional in the ways you see and show up for the people in your life, then you are in the right place. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We are so thankful that you are giving us a few moments of your time. Like we never, ever, ever want to get over that. Time is the most valuable currency and you are choosing today to give us some of your time and we believe that we will provide value to you in exchange for that time. So thank you so much for being here. Episode seven. Seven is one of my favorite numbers. So it's going to be a good episode. It is going to be very, very good. Hopefully you have enjoyed listening up until now. We've talked about what is Lookup Collective. We've looked at how to get restarted if you have lost some momentum. We have looked at a laundry rhythm. We have looked at so many fun things. And today we want to talk about morning rhythms. Morning rhythms. Specifically, we want to talk about why you need them. We want to mention that you probably already have one, whether you think you do or not. And we wanted to give you a few things to think about as you maybe tweak your own morning rhythm. And I think we have a unique perspective because we have two different types of people talking today. Very different. (laughs) We have one who loves mornings and we have one who dislikes mornings. I wonder who you think those two are. Yes. Before we get started, though, we really want to... Talk about one of our great, amazing, dear friends, Wynn Elder. You literally cannot talk about rhythms in your house, in your life, in your household, wherever, and then not talk about the queen of rhythms herself, Wynn Elder. Yeah, she's truly the queen, and so we wanted to share her first because we are only scratching the surface and sharing about rhythms and what works for us and what we're doing. But if you're truly desiring change and wanting to see transformation and help in implementing that change, when is an excellent resource. And I think we underestimate how much a coach and someone who's walking alongside of us that can help us when we are struggling in an area And so Chris and I have invested like hundreds and thousands of dollars in our own self with getting coaches to help us in specific things that we need training on. So we're huge advocates for this. And a lot of times we look at our budget and we're like, I can't afford this. I can't afford to hire a coach to help me in this. But I asked the question, like I 
reframe it in my mind. And I say, I cannot afford to not do this, to not hire this coach to help me. Because if a coach can help restore so much peace and calm into my life, it is so worth the investment. My business, my family life, my rhythms, pretty much everything has been elevated by hiring someone to help me. So you will not be disappointed. If you do need help in this area, establishing more rhythms and help having someone come along and truly help you step by step, when is your gal when it comes to rhythms? Yeah, because our goal today is really just to just a short overview and then we're going to share a little bit about what our rhythms look like and those types of things. But if you're wanting like nitty gritty details, this is how I implement very, very specific things. Again, when's your girl? We will have Win on the podcast very soon. So be looking forward to that because she has so much value to offer. So why in the world would you even need a morning rhythm? A few podcasts ago, we talked about the importance of approaching our life from a proactive way rather than a reactive way. And we have no better opportunity to really get proactive with our day with how it starts. Because so often, the way that it starts sets the tone for maybe not the whole entire day, but it definitely sets the tone for right away and for a good portion of it. Any day can be turned around. I fully believe that. But when we start from a place of gratitude and kind of recentering, focusing our brain on what matters to us, it truly makes a difference in how we move forward with the rest of our days. I mean, you know, if you're a mom, a parent, there is so many ways your your day can start. And a lot of times we feel like it can dictate the rest of the day. So the way that we like to look at rhythms in general is we can also call them investments. Investments of time, investments of energy, investments of our attention into a desired outcome of where we're trying to go, what we're trying to do, the tone that we're trying to set for the day. So that's where it really was for me earlier, Elizabeth did ask who you thought was who. (laughs) I am definitely the morning person of the relationship. She is definitely the evening person of the relationship. So I'm the night owl and he is the morning bird. Although I want to be a morning bird so, so bad. And I'm getting there. I do believe that kind of we are wired a certain way when it comes to morning and night. I'm all about that we can change anything, but I think in our DNA somewhere... We're usually a morning or a night person, but that doesn't mean that you can't grow and change in ways that you want to. We're just going to be bent towards a certain way. So as we're talking about the idea of morning rhythms today, there's there's probably two camps, okay? So think about the person who has received an inheritance. Before I say this, though, I don't want to pit morning people and evening people against each other saying that one is more noble or one is better. Like Elizabeth just said, some people, they're just more apt to, it's scientifically proven. I don't have studies right in front of me, but I've read them. Okay. (laughs) So with my analogy, I don't want to say that one is better than the other. I just want us to understand that both can see morning as an investment. The morning person, 
They are the person who has received an inheritance. Maybe they're like the trust fund kid. They have some money to play with. That person can use that money wisely and invest it, or that person can squander that money and use it poorly. A lot of my adult life, I have been that morning person. I'm just naturally that person, but I have squandered that time much more than I have invested it wisely. The same way, an evening person, you're not out of the woods right now. <laughs> if you're an evening person, maybe you were born into poverty. You didn't have that, that initial influx of cash. It doesn't mean that that person should never invest. It doesn't mean that that person should not be financially responsible. So for that person, their life is going to look in the morning a little bit more like sacrifice than it is for just investing wisely, mm -hmm. correct? It's a good analogy. But for both people, we can't afford not, just like we talked about with coaching earlier, we can't afford not to invest the resources that we have or find more resources in order to invest because the morning sets the tone, sets the day like we talked about. It's like if you were to invest in Amazon in 2000 and you put $500 there, how that would be worth $750,000 today. In the same way, you are going to see a huge return on investment. So that is why you need a morning rhythm. And you probably already have a morning rhythm. But the question is, is it serving you? You 100% already have a morning rhythm. A lot of us, our morning rhythm might be to start it with three presses of the snooze button. On an iPhone, that a snooze press is nine minutes, okay? So you're going to press it three. Ask me how I know because I push it, guys. <laughs> push that snooze button. Even though I'm a morning person, I still push it. You could push that button. You push it three times. That's 27 minutes, okay? That might be your morning rhythm. Might be part of it. Then your morning rhythm might be to snag your phone. See what kind of updates happen in the world from the time that you went to sleep at 10, 11 p.m. and whatever time it is at that point. I'll say that's my number one weakness, probably most of our number one weakness, and that is what trips me up the most. If you grab the phone first, it is incredibly difficult to get back on track. You can do it, but it just literally 20 minutes later, there's no telling where you've gone and 20 minutes are completely gone. In a little bit, I'm going to share a little bit about my morning routine. But before I do that and you think that I'm a good person, I need you to hear from the very beginning that even though I wake up at a certain time and I get out of bed and I do the things that I'm going to talk about in just a minute, I still struggle with the phone in the morning. My mornings go very different when I intentionally leave my phone in another room in the morning or when I bring it to the couch with me where I start my morning routine. Without fail, I can sit there with my phone on the couch and I am going to get into a reel somehow because maybe I'm reading in my book and it sparks something for me to Google and to look up. And then I look and Google and look up. And of course, before you have to put your phone down, you have to open up Instagram really quick. <laughs> and then the uh, there's a cute dog on a reel. And then that's 20 minutes later, you don't even know what happened. And so it's crazy. It's, it's literally all of us. So what we're saying is, number one, we know that's probably part of your morning rhythm. And it's probably not serving you, but... 
We know that because we live it ourselves. The thing is, is that the phones are designed to keep our attention. Yes. And so there shouldn't be a lot of guilt and shame around that. There should just be taking ownership of it, responsibility that, wow, this is designed to take me away from my present reality. But I can be in control of that. I can choose. It's going to be harder, but I can choose something that's going to serve me better. Like charging my phone in another room so then I'm not tempted to just grab it immediately when I wake up in the morning or intentionally leaving it on the charger when I go into the living room to have coffee, devotion, etc., etc. So no guilt or shame, just we can own it. And we can move forward. Self-awareness is truly the number one thing in helping us move forward in the areas we want to grow in. So then you've snoozed for 27 minutes. You've gotten done with your 20-minute worth of reels. And then you get up to go to the restroom. And then you, you start your day, whether that's your coffee or you start with some breakfast or the kids have already been beating on the door or jumped in the bed with you <laughs> or whatever. You know, that's more than likely that's how your morning starts. We know that because, again, that's how our mornings start. (laughs) The question is whether that's the way your morning starts or however, like insert whatever your current morning rhythm is, whatever it is, the question that you need to ask yourself is, is it serving me? Is it helping me set my day up from a proactive way rather than a reactive way? Is it helping me get towards my goals that I have? If it's not, then I would encourage you today to think about a few things. Number one, we need to attach our morning rhythm to a why. If it's going to come into a consistent portion of our day-to-day life, it needs to have a reason to be there. When we attach a why to it, it helps us move forward in the discomfort of, or the sacrifice sometimes that we feel it takes to become a rhythm. Because just like Wynn will tell you, it's a habit that turns into a routine, that turns into a rhythm. You have to create the daily habit first. And so you're going to have some discomfort with that. But when we attach the why, why do we want to do this? It truly, it changes everything. Like if I wake up before my children and read God's word and pray and pour into my heart and soul first, I'm going to be a more patient and gentle mother the majority of the rest of the day, I'm still going to mess up and fail, but I'm definitely going to be thinking on those things more than if I didn't start that way. And so for me, when we start with a why, why would we even want to do that? We don't do things just to do it. We do it so that it's going to create growth, peace, calm, and so much more in our lives. Yeah. And like we talked about at the beginning, we're going to invest some time in it. And time is the most valuable currency. And so if we're going to give our time towards something, we need to make sure that it's a good investment. It's an investment that's actually going to grow. It's an Amazon type investment, not a shady back deal investment that's going to lose all of our money, which a lot of times we invest our time into things that aren't necessarily going to grow in the future. (laughs) Yeah. And so small, smart choices plus time plus consistency equals radical difference. That's one of our favorite quotes from Darren Hardy. And it's so true. 
we underestimate with the small, smart choices, the not getting our phone when we wake up in the morning, the reading for five minutes, 10 pages, what those things can add up to over time and consistency. Because we think sometimes we have to have this grandiose rhythm, this beautiful I mean, I'm all about romanticizing things because to me that helps. When you romanticize your life, you get to make it what you want. You're creating the story. But it's the truly those small mundane things that add up over time that create that radical difference in our life. Yes. So often we sell short what it is that we can accomplish over a period of time. And mm-hmm. that if we are just making those small, smart choices and then we just add time to the thing and we do it consistently we are going to be totally different in that area yeah consistency trumps intensity every time and it can go both ways it can go both ways right small dumb choices plus time plus (laughs) consistency is going to equal a radical difference as well it's just not going to be a good radical Mm -hmm. right and so that's where we can audit the way that we spend our time because we talked about this before A lot of our days in the middle of the day are things in which we don't have control over. We don't have control whether the kid has a temper tantrum at 2 p.m. We don't have control over whether it rains outside or whatever it is. Like there's so many things in our life that we do not have control over. But the morning... Small, smart choices, plus time, plus consistency. If we if we do those things and we match them to goals that we have, then we will see that radical difference. Thirdly, before we talk a little bit about what our morning rhythms look like, is one thing that's really helped is to pair a mindful task with a mindless task. What do I mean by that? You do not even have to think about coffee in the morning, how you make it. You make it the same way every single morning. It's just on autopilot. You don't even have to think about it. So while that is happening, while that is brewing, what I've chosen to do is to begin the laundry for the day, that we're able to do that. Maybe another mindless task for you is something is that you want to take a walk in the daytime. You want to take a walk in the morning. You want to get some sun on your eyes and your skin. You want to get out in nature. You want to move your body. You want to breathe the fresh air. That's still pretty mindless. And so maybe at that time, you spend that time in gratitude, a mindful thing. You spend that time in prayer, a mindful thing. You spend that time listening to a podcast, a mindful thing. You spend that time having a conversation with your spouse, your child, a mindful thing. You see, like if we can pair things like you don't have to literally think about walking, like you do that without thinking. But if you can pair something mindless to something mindful in the morning, then We can really make the most of the time that we're spending. So in case you missed it, we did do a Laundry Rhythm podcast just a few episodes ago. You can look that up. I think it's episode five. And it has been our probably our most listened to episode. And so many of you have reached out and shared with us that it is like totally been a game changer. And you've been able to implement that in your life in your morning rhythm or your evening rhythm after work. And it's becoming that mindless thing that has helped so much. So before we really talk about what our morning rhythms, because maybe it'll inspire you to look at it and tweak it and make it your own. We want to add things into our morning that are going to, again, move towards goals that we have. 
if that goal is to grow spiritually, then we need to make sure that we are reading our Bible, we are praying, we are spending some time in gratitude, right? If our goal is to care for our bodies, then we need to make sure that we are drinking some water early on, we are getting the sun on us, we are moving our bodies. If our goal is to grow mentally, we want to educate ourselves, then we probably need to spend some time reading. We need to spend some time watching a training. We need to spend some time maybe listening to a podcast. If our goal is to set the day up for success, then maybe we do a small, easy chore to get some momentum in there. It's literally whatever our goals are, we can match something in the morning to get a quick win that is one of those small, smart choices that can over time lead to radical difference. Like I said earlier at the beginning, I was one that was given an inheritance of money for years and years and years as a morning person, but squandered my mornings often. Maybe I laid in the bed. Maybe I just scrolled Instagram. Maybe I played some PlayStation. Maybe I just sat around, whatever it was. And it wasn't until very, very recently, like within the last six or seven months, that I developed a morning rhythm. It was actually around the 75 hard program. We're not going to go into that a whole lot. We don't think that that is necessary for people to see growth in their life, but it was something that was very helpful for me. If you're interested in it, you can look it up. Basically, in there, there were some rhythms, some tasks that you needed to accomplish each day, and you needed to do it perfectly over the course of 75 days. I failed several times, had to restart. Anyways, I, I did accomplish that, but some of those rhythms, some of those routines just really stuck. Like they stuck with me and it was something that I saw as valuable in meeting the goals that I have for my life. Yes, and the purpose of 75 Hard is it's a mental challenge. It's showing yourself that you can do hard things. And so it's just stretching you and growing you and discomfort essentially. And so, like you said, he did that for 75 days and the structures that are in place because of the challenge really stuck not every single one of them but the majority of them he continued and it really was like a huge catalyst for so much growth in Chris's life like I've never seen him grow like this before physically mentally spiritually emotionally and it's been really cool to see and it's inspired me and so many others because he is a walking example of these small smart choices that over time and consistency truly make a difference in your life. And so that's why he can really speak on morning rhythms way more than I can. But I'm I'm in the process. Like I have truly grown so much compared to my normal natural tendency in the morning. So my current morning rhythm is I wake up 5.30 to 6 o'clock. Around that time frame, I find that if I can get to sleep by 10 or 10.30, that that provides enough sleep for me, seven hours. I love it. I feel good whenever I wake up. And I've even gotten to the point that where I, I really seek out those mornings in that time. Then I start the coffee, I start the laundry, and then get to sit down on the couch, get to pull out my journal. One thing that I'm really proud of is that each day, since January, 
Every day for this whole entire year, I've written one line about maybe what I was grateful for the day before or something that happened in the day before or whatever. I just write it and it happens every single morning. If you've known me at all, you know that consistency (laughs) is not usually something that I am great at, okay? Usually, I am fantastic at doing something with great intensity for two or three weeks. And so at this point that we are at six months in that each day I've written in there to just show some gratitude for the day before is just, I like it. It's encouraging to me. I'm proud of it. And and then I can go back and look back on February the 16th and see something, you know, whatever happened that day. It's very cool. I then read at least 10 pages in, in a book of some sort. Over the past six months, I've been able to read 15 books in six months, just by reading about 10 or 15 pages a day, which again, is totally different than anything I've ever done before. I probably have not read outside of school 15 books my whole adult life. Like I know I haven't. I know I haven't even gotten to the double digits in books my whole entire adult life outside of school. I know like there's no way I was even probably past counting on one hand. It was bad, but I've seen that. Small, smart choices, again, 10, 15 pages a day can lead to so much goodness. And guys, there is so much to learn out there. There's mm-hmm. so much for us to grow in. There's so many smart people. There's, In case you didn't know, there's books on everything. I'm kind of new to this reading thing. You may be laughing at me and that kind of <laughs> stuff, but it's, it's, a, it's a really cool thing. I then make sure after I've read that, then it's time for me to put the clothes in the dryer and then I get a workout in. I'm currently training to run a marathon. And so I am trying my best to switch from sprinter to endurance in all things, not just mentally, but physically as well. And so that might look like lifting weights. That might look like running and stuff like that. And then at that point, it's... 7 30 8 o'clock and I am really ready to face my day I'm ready to um, do whatever the day has for us to work to homeschool to do those things and that's just where I currently am with my current rhythms like I want to grow physically I want to grow mentally I want to grow spiritually I want to grow in those ways and so I have put a deposit I've put some investment in by eight o'clock every single morning and Because, again, that's where I'm wanting to go. Elizabeth, as someone who doesn't have as intense of a morning rhythm, what are some things that you like to prioritize in your mornings? So mine is a lot more simple than Chris's because I am not an intense morning person. I am the person that my brain doesn't even generally turn on until 10 o'clock. I'm awake, but it is not functioning yet. And so I have to get a little more creative but that's okay. Like you don't have to be someone who is just like goes crazy in the morning. (laughs) Like Chris, no, I'm just kidding. For me, I need a little bit more sleep than Chris does. Generally do stay up a little bit later than Chris does as well. And so I am more of like a seven to seven 30 kind of gal is where I would like my sweet spot when I wake up a seven to seven 30. And then on the ideal morning, I like to come into our living room, drink my coffee, and read my devotion and prayer. And then I like to go on a walk in the morning 
son, because if you follow us on Instagram, you have seen me share so much on the benefits of morning sun. It helps set your circadian rhythm. So if you are a person who struggles with falling asleep at night and your body, I've learned through study that we need more serotonin to produce more melatonin, natural melatonin in our bodies. So serotonin comes from our activity level, the amount of sunlight we're getting, and supporting our gut. And so the more I can get movement in and natural sunlight, my body is going to produce and activate that serotonin happy hormone that in return is also going to help my body produce more natural melatonin that helps me fall asleep at night, where in the past that has been a great struggle for me. So when I start my day in a great way, it actually helps my day end in a healthy way as well. So that's what has proven to be very effective for me. The more I can get that natural sunlight and movement earlier in the day, it's going to set me up for more energy and serotonin endorphins for the rest of the day. And then I'm going to end my night way better as well. Yeah. So we share that. We share those with you to show you that it doesn't matter where you currently are. Again, you have a morning rhythm. We want you just to analyze it to see is it serving you? Is it is it pushing you towards where you're trying to go? And if it's not, then you don't have to go like it's usually at zero to 60. But Elizabeth last week, she said zero to 90 <laughs> because she loves to drive really fast. You don't have to go zero to 90. It's going to be the new phrase, zero to 90. I'm all about um, coming up with new phrases. Okay, You don't have to go zero to 90. You can take some small, smart steps, some baby steps towards a healthier morning rhythm. What we want you to understand always is that we share these things that we're going through because we care about you. We want no more than for you to be focused and rooted in what matters so that then you can be freed up to look up and serve others. We do this podcast. We set some time aside. We prepare. It takes time to edit. It takes time to then upload all those different things because we truly want to serve you. Like we're not getting paid anything to do this, but we want to show up to serve, to provide value because we believe that if we can make one smart choice today, if we can make one tweak, if we can impact people in one way, if we can do one thing, that those one things, they, they lead to ripple effects in our lives. Like if, if we're able to tweak a morning routine and we're able to see our day differently and we're able to love our kids in a different way in the very, very short amount of time that we have them in our homes, then that's, that's going to leave ripple effects. If we are starting our day from a place of gratitude and then when we're in the grocery store and we're able to share a smile and an encouraging word with someone because we're coming from a place of rest and peace rather than reactive to the craziness of world and life, that mom might have just really, really needed to hear that that day. Like, that's why we do what we do, because we believe that this matters. We believe that choices that we make, things that we do, that when we're rooted in what matters and we look up and serve others, that matters. Like, that's going to Mm -hmm. make ripple effects in this world that are going to impact so many other people. So many times we get so wrapped up into just today 
And sometimes we just have to be focused on today to survive. I've been in those seasons. But we can be proactive in the things that we do today that sets us up for longevity in life, for ourselves, for our children, all of it, because it all adds up. And we can basically, like Chris said, be putting in those investments or we can be taking withdrawals every day. But the more we make those investments, those drops every day in the bucket, the less we're going to be having to take withdrawals without the investing of pouring into yourself. And that's where you will run on empty when you just keep withdrawing, withdrawal, 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 without putting money back in. Eventually you're going to overdraft. <laughs> and you're going to get the fees and it's, yeah. And that's what's called burnout. That's what's yeah. called high cortisol levels. That's what's called like panic attack. There's so many things. Like it, it makes so much sense, guys, when our bodies, specifically women, our bodies are going, they feel everything. So the things that we do to them are going to surface at some point. It may be today, it may be next week, it may be a month from now, maybe years from now. But the more we are proactive and put those investments in, the more our bodies are going to function optimally so that we can be freed up to look up and serve others because we're not only focused on our burnout. We're just so much freer when we are taking responsibility in nourishing and nurturing our heart, mind, body, and soul. So a couple of action steps as we wrap up. Number one, surrounding your morning rhythms. The things that you have in your morning, why are they there? You have a morning rhythm already. Let's make sure that the things that we're putting in there, the things that are investments in our day, in our future, in our mission, and the things that we're wanting to do. Number two, if this was helpful at all, then you should share it with someone else because I bet it would be helpful to them as well. We would be thankful if you would do that. Again, it's our heart that we just want to serve others. We want to provide an environment in which we can all move in that direction together. Thank you so much for listening today. Thank you for your time. And we cannot wait to see you again next week. Keep looking for the good. It's always there.